Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyko. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. And speaking of the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel, if you guys have not noticed yet, we have a brand new series brought to the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast main feed, the Knockout Hour, hosted by the Merck Zone, in, in addition to a bunch of other furry friends. Um, they are furry. Mike, if for those of for those of, the, uh, of us who maybe are not the biggest UFC fans or have just been living under a rock the past two weeks and don't know, what do we expect on the Knockout Hour every single week? Yeah, we expect a lot of uh, knockouts to happen over there. <laughs> we do we do knock each other out over yeah. there. Uh, Beat we the do, shit out of Carl. We just, out of Carl. Out of Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, I mean, his we, name's we, Carl, too. Screw yeah, it's, it's either one. Yeah. It's not the whale man, apparently, anymore. No, it, no. It's, it's one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we expect a lot of uh, uh, talking about, uh, you know, upcoming fights. Yep. We react to previous fights. We mm-hmm. talk, you know, pound-for-pound pound rankings, news notes, you know, anything UFC-wise. That's the place it's on there. All right. Well, that's it, right, guys? Every week, the Knockout Hour, hosted by the Merck Zone himself. Um, everything UFC, all going to be right there on the main feed. Also, we are we do have a playlist created on SoundCloud as well. So if you guys are looking for just Knockout Hour content, that is the place to go. So really appreciate uh, Mike stepping up, adding some new content to the channel. I'm digging it. I'm loving it. Um, I've listened to the first two episodes so far. Sounds really good. So um, happy to have have it on the show uh, but Mike we got a loaded show today as well speaking of content right we've got WWE Fastlane that we got to review we've got this NXT versus Dynamite Tuesday night one week war that everyone's losing their freaking minds about I'm also losing my you're mind. losing your mind as well um, we've got uh, Red Wings hockey they are back in full swing couple games into the new season and we're going to end today's show talking a little college football as well but, Mike, let's just jump right into Fastlane. Obviously, we would have covered this last week, but we had to record the show early due to some previous engagements. So, Fastlane, Mike, we got a hit. Um, another record-setting show for WWE, right? They just, every time Triple H goes up to one of these calls and you're just like, first off, we're doing a press conference for Fastlane. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, uh, so... Uh, we just uh, broke the record for uh, where we were at in uh, Sheboygan and yeah. uh, or whatever the hell they were. I, I don't know if this is like a TKO thing, but that's what Dana White does yeah. in every single press yeah. conference. He's right. like, he well, because UFC is making money hand over fist right now. Yeah, well, it's just funny because UFC he'll they'll, he'll sit down and be like, yeah, so we had like another sellout, thirty second in a row, yeah. and then when you watch the video back, you're like, there were a whole bunch of seats up there. Well, those are the people so. that were all getting popcorn at that time. Right? Yeah, obviously, yeah. like the entire yeah. Section 200. Well, listen, they were there getting... for the prelims, yeah. and then they were like, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah, we, don't, we, don't, we don't care about the title fights. Yeah, right? exactly. I want to see that guy <laughs> that I've never seen before fight that other guy on short week's notice. To... <laughs> yeah, we don't want to see the main event fights. Yeah. Why would we want those? Right. But that's what that's what Triple H does now, where he comes out and he just goes, yeah, man, record-setting, sold-out crowd, and I go... Okay, no and spots he's like, there. Yeah, okay. he's like, yeah, and, he's like, and I got bracelets on, so you know I'm legit. You know, yeah, he's, he's got those a million Taylor bracelets. Swift friendship bracelets. A million of them. I don't mm-hmm. understand. Um, yep. Looking old as ever. I love it. But uh, yeah, so sold out show, right? I thought this was a solid show, pretty much. I, I had some questions on some of the decision making, but mm-hmm. um, I thought this was a pretty solid show, all things considered. Yeah, they went uh, NXT style five match show. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, okay, I can, I can dig it, especially with shows like this where you're like, look. Okay, we know this is just kind of like a step, mm-hmm. right, to get to something bigger. Mm-hmm. So let's not overload it with shit that nobody cares about, right? Like, 
I'm glad the days are gone of where we don't see like a Baron Corbin versus a Rick Boogs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of match. I'm glad we don't see that as much anymore on pay-per-view. Yeah, I would I would much prefer having a five match show yeah. of just like five championship matches or something. Yeah. Because it feels it feels a little more legit than having like yeah. nine matches and three of them are like, okay, so like well, and that, even watch. if that means the pay-per-view doesn't go as long, right? Like mm-hmm. if okay, we went two hours and forty five minutes instead of three fifteen or three and a half ago. Okay, that's great. What, what like as long as we told the story correctly, yeah. I'm cool. I don't especially with these you know, B shows, right? That's what these are. They're not the main, mm-hmm. they're not the core four or five. So it's like I don't need you know, we don't need Roman, you know, on every, you know, thing mm-hmm. doing a random ass tag match that no one gives a shit about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're telling me. You know what I mean? Uh, Seriously, though, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we open the show. We open the show hot. Hot. Hot, 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 hot diggities. Hot. hot. So we had Real the hot. WWE Raw. Super spicy. <laughs> Raw tag team, SmackDown tag team title match. We had the Judgment Day defending their titles against. The Somehow, super team, the super team, yeah. of unbeatable Jey Uso. Mike, two single stars that become a tag team are always better than every tag team ever yeah. in history. Yeah, us get it right. I know you're the historian. You you know this stuff better than I do. I'm always just wrong on this one. Like, who would actually want the actual tag team to win these matches? Yeah, who would I, think I don't the, understand. The tag team champions who are an actual tag team would be better off than just two single stars who yeah. tagged one other time. Like, honestly, like, <laughs> I don't know why more people don't do it in the WWE, because it, it yeah, works better. If you're in, like, a slump, and you're, like, a former Intercontinental Champion, just find, like, a former U.S. champ that's also in a slump, become a tag team for, like, six months, guaranteed you will be tag team champions. Yeah, like, guaranteed. guaranteed. Yeah. And so, yeah, speaking of that, like, yeah. Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso. New tag champs. New tag champs. <laughs> Like, I will say, um, if this, we if we would have put money on the next oh yeah. champion that Cody yeah. or Jey Uso would have won, yeah. tag team would have been last. I would have been like, list. really, you're gonna give Jey Uso the tag titles again, again, yeah. And I was like, Cody, you're gonna give him the tag team championship for whatever for reason. whatever reason. Yeah, would have never have bet you money on it. <laughs> it happened though. Yeah, it happened. They are the new undisputed tag team champions. Had a good match against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens on Raw. Had mm-hmm. a nice match against Grace Mullen and Theory on SmackDown. Which at low, side note. Love that team, by the way. I think yeah. that is something where you can go, let's spring Theory up a little bit by mm-hmm. putting him down, if that makes any sense, yeah. giving him something to do. So side note on that. Um, but I thought this was a good match. I thought it told a really good story. I like the fact that um, you're. this is a bit of a curveball, right, where you're like, okay, like they're the tag champs now, and now like w- what does this mean, mm-hmm. right? Um I'm very fascinated on who they drop them to, whether it's the Judgment Day back to them or whatever. Because I we knew the Judgment Day wouldn't have been a long thing, right? You've got Priest with the with the money in the bank. At some point, that's going to have to come to a head, right? It feels yeah. like we're waiting for somebody else to kind of take. Yeah, the, I, the, the only thing I really didn't like about this, yeah. and it kind of happened on SmackDown, not in the moment, so mm-hmm. we wouldn't have been able to hit this. Yeah, yeah. is this feels very much only to get Jay and Cody legally allowed to be on SmackDown mm-hmm. to, like, face off with Roman. Yeah. Like, that's SmackDown really... SmackDown was really good, Yeah, SmackDown was really good. Yeah. But, like, you could feel... Okay, so they had that match with Grayson mm-hmm. Waller also there. Then they walked out, and then Roman came out while they were walking back, and they had the face-to-face with yeah. Cody and Roman. Jay was standing right there looking. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, this feels very, like, okay, we, we can't... 
if we're going to try to do our brand split thing, mm-hmm. which is like Cody yeah. and Jay around Raw now, right. this is the only way to bring them over and yeah. people not be like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, speaking of SmackDown, right? Kevin Owens is the trade, so there yeah. goes that theory out the window, right? Which I'm fascinated by to see where they go with that. But, yeah. you know, you got a new GM now with Nick Aldis, which I think is kind of cool. Um, I think I think that I think he's he's the type of guy I like to be the GM yes. because I think you could put him in a storyline where, like, eventually it's yeah, like, he's okay. In a ma- he's in a match he's now. in a match yes, now agreed. against like honestly i know kevin owens does a lot in his past mm-hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't be shocked if it's like kevin owens oh yeah make all this absolutely you know yeah. they're feuding over mm-hmm. his booking or something and yeah. then they get in a match for sure something I expect. um going back to the tag titles though i will say this right i appreciate the emphasis on the tag titles i do appreciate the fact that now we are back to back to back to back four different teams of people that we actually care about, right? Whether yeah. it's the Usos, whether it's Sammy and KO, whether it's the Judgment Day, and even now Cody and Jay, where you're like, okay, what is this? What is this union going to look like, right? How are they going to coexist? You know, there's a lot of that stuff going on. I do think it's a little bit of a situation where I, I think they're like, okay, we got to somehow figure out a way to keep Jay hot, mm-hmm. right? And Cody, we I. If it's not apparent at this point, it's going to have to be Roman and Cody at 40. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just keep basically slapping in the face with they're like, hey, remember this yeah. thing that we didn't think I, was I wasn't, I wasn't 100% sold on Cody Roman yeah. at 40 just because of the rock stuff and right. all that stuff. Right. When you see in the face-to-face, you go, I feel like they're telling you. Yeah. Listen, just bide your time. Yeah. Watch the story. Let it unfold. He's going to get there, right? Yeah. It very much feels like a obvious like white glove slap in the face where you're it just does. Like, you know what I mean like wake up like it's coming yeah. right following up it right with the LA night stuff right with him teasing against Roman which I'm very excited about a big mm-hmm. moment for LA we'll get to him in a second but overall this was a fun surprise I don't expect the, this rain to go super long but maybe it does to your theory of like well we got to keep him on Smackdown yeah I, here's what I don't want I don't want Jay and and Cody to hold the titles and we lose the momentum that I felt like we've had with the tag division, right? Mm -hmm. If they're going to do this open challenge thing, cool. Maybe we'll get some really good matches out of it, right? And hopefully figure out to get rid of these two titles and just have one set of tag champs or whatever. But whatever you got to do. But... I'm just, I just don't want us to lose momentum. You know, I don't want us to, you know, to cut our nose off the spider face, I guess is the best way yeah. of putting that. Um, I think it's interesting, though. I think it's something where you go, okay, where do we go from here? It's an unexpected turn. How do we get to where we thought we were going to be? Yeah, I would I would be shocked if they drop them pre-Rumble-ish. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's only two months. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, like a two-month reign, months, yeah, two, three-month thing. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I think they're going to be in the war games Yeah, with, like, the Agreed. Judgment Day and stuff. Agreed. And so I think that's going to play into it, too. I mm-hmm. think this Monday when they do the rematch, I think will help set that up further to mm-hmm. be in a war games or a Survivor Series tag match, whatever they decide Let's to do. They haven't announced war games. Well, no, they, no, they have. Oh, they did officially? War games is coming okay. Okay, so I, I think it will lead yeah. into the lower games, but I wouldn't be shocked that they drop them at the Rumble or a little before the Rumble mm-hmm. just to tease the idea of, like, Cody and Jake being in the Rumble. Right. And, like, right. They, they can now go to Raw and SmackDown, so, like, they're going to start that stuff up with Roman oh, yeah. and stuff. So I think they keep it around that time. Yeah. But it's not super long reign, but I think it's enough to keep it 
Yeah. Where it's not flip floppy every week. Listen, you know you're gonna get good matches. That's the other thing, yeah. right? That's that's the positive part of this whole thing, is that you're gonna get good matches for the tag titles. Tag titles, once again, putting on a bit of a pedestal, right? You go from main eventing WrestleMania, now you have two guys that are, you know, are gonna be relied upon to really carry the ship, you know, especially, yeah. you know, on Raw, where you're like, Okay, you got Seth and you're trying to manufacture opponents for Seth right now. You mm-hmm. kinda need something on the undercard to kinda help boost that up. So yeah. Gunther helps a lot with that too, but well, you know. We'll get there. So then, well, Cody's got to beat Gunther, become tag and intercontinental champion. Oh, and then he's going to give, and, and then, then he's going to, and then he's going to X division that and yeah. go. I don't want these titles. I want that. Title. No, no, no. He's going to pull the Kurt Angle and just win all the belts and just have like ninety of them. And then on that, one night, it's just Cody versus. I think you're trying to sell roster. me that. This sounds terrible. <laughs> no, it's terrible. It's not good. You don't remember that in TNA? They did I know. I do remember yeah. that. It's just like I, I thought you were like, oh, Michael, you're going to love this no, idea. And God, I was like, no. this sounds no, terrible. No, sounds terrible. Yeah, I he, Cody Co- beats everybody. Yeah, Cody must. Okay, let's <laughs> Cody's gonna come out with all the titles and be like yeet, and yeah. then I think everyone will be happy. Yeah, and then Jay Uso's gonna be like yeet, and everyone goes, No, 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 no not no. you. Yeah, you beat your brother, nobody cares. <laughs> so next up here, yeah. Uh also that tag match got four and a quarter stars. I think that's fair. That was really good. On the Meltzer rating. Yeah. Uh next up we had a handicap match. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh-huh. That turned into a six-man tag. Oh. But we'll so, originally, we had Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar taking on Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Yep. Which was, you know, fun. Sure. Um, and then... We'll call it that. And then, <laughs> and then, surprise, surprise. Oh. Sir Carlito. With the worst entrance music, music ever. ever. What's wrong with his old music? It right. was fine. Yeah. Comes out with in, like, the eighth minute of yep. this ten-minute match. And then dominates. Dominates. Um, and then wins. Hated the. I didn't. Uh, why? Just announce him. Just like and their partner, cue it up and let it go. Mm-hmm. Right. That was number one. Number two. Don't understand why you have the street profits and Bobby Lashley lose. <sighs> and what? It yeah. very much felt like baby faces are going over tonight mm-hmm. because it, you're going to sense a trend here for most of this show. Um, but like. It was very much like, so the, he, I, that's why I had hope for Shinsuke at the end of the night, because I go, man, a lot of baby faces won tonight. Mm. Maybe they're going to end with like a big like thud, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hard pass. That's a funny But um, didn't like this. I thought the match was fine. It was just average, whatever. The most exciting thing to come out of out of Rey Mysterio's world is the fact that Logan Paul is going to beat him at Crown Jewel for the U.S. title. <laughs> and I can't wait. This is how you do celebrity shit, though. So uh-huh. I, I know we're getting off track because we're all over the place because it's been a week, but like... If Logan Paul wins the U.S. title, mm-hmm. it's one of the most important things to happen in the United States Championship in a long time yeah. because it's going to make it mean something again. Yeah, so I will immediately. Yeah, so I will say so. Um, this is, we, we probably don't have much or any of a boxing fan base oh, here. God, I, no. I, can't I don't think there is much of a boxing fan, fan base in general. Period. Yeah. But so I was watching the Logan Paul Dylan Danis fight. I saw highlights on Twitter, and I think those were all the best parts. And it probably good. was. It was probably a nice thirty second highlight yeah, reel because that's all you had. Yeah. Um, I will say, so they put over the WWE hard on the show. Yeah. Like I like the commentary mm-hmm. when Logan was coming out oh, yeah. was oh yeah, he's he's a WWE superstar. superstar. When they announced yeah. him, they yeah. announced him as a YouTube influencer slash WWE superstar. And then when he won, he didn't call out another mm-hmm. boxer or nope. he, he said, I want Rey Mysterio for the US title. And they put over WWE so hard in this fight. And this is why, and we're going to get to this conversation in a second. This is why WWE is on a different level than AEW is. Yeah. It's just, it's, they're, they're not even 
in the same industry in a, so many ways. Yeah. But I'll let, but I'll let you. But it's no, crazy. That, that was basically just the yeah. end of my point. Yeah, is, yeah. is they put over WWE so hard yep. to an audience that probably was like WWE what? Yeah, like oh he does that wrestling thing. That's right. Oh he's gonna face Rey Mysterio. I think I remember Ray. He's yeah, the like Ray, the mask, he's, right? he's the mask guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you know when he's in this U.S. Style, and he even called out before yeah. the fight. Yeah. He was like, man, I really want that U.S. title. And he didn't call out Roman for the world title. Which he didn't smart. call out a tag champion nope. or something. He was like, I want the U.S. title. It is exactly how you book a guy like Logan Paul. Yeah. Like, perfection. Yeah. Like, this is the thing, right? This is why people, like, you can get mad at them when they fa- had him face Roman, right? And I understand this, the, like, the thought, right? You get, like, the David Arquette vibes. But when you give them the U.S. title or the tag straps, right, or something like that, you go, yeah, because that that has – you have pliability with that championship. It's not a hard and fast rule where if you're going to be the world champion, you've got to be the best, right, or you got to draw the most money, whatever. With the U.S. title, it's more like how do we garner interest? How do we, mm. how do we generate it? So we've got two different methodologies happening at the same time. You've got Gunther, record-setting reign, killing everybody, having five stars all over the place. But now the U.S. title, you're like, okay, this title's falling to shit again. All right. Let's put it on a super over baby face and Ray. And then we're going to have somebody who people are like, yeah, Logan Paul or, oh my God, it's Logan Paul. Either way, you're garnering a reaction. And then when he wins the damn thing, you go, oh, come on. And now people are paying to see him lose. It's genius. It it's is. really genius. It's yeah. it's very elementary booking, but it's the way you do this shit. I'm very excited. Yeah, so I'm very if excited. If he doesn't win the US title, I'm going to be actually upset. I will I go, it doesn't, it's doing nothing for Ray. Ray's not doing anything for it. It's all for him to do it, and I hope he holds it till Mania. And then you build somebody to beat him at Mania for the title. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I don't love yeah. is I wish he was there a little more yes. than what he is. Yes. Um, it wouldn't obviously with the U.S. title, it doesn't kill the idea of no. it. I just wish he would be I even even to build. Mm-hmm. I wish he would be at every pay per view, maybe or will. something. And we maybe don't he know. Will, yeah, but like I, that's like my lowest concern yep. is I just hope that he's mm-hmm. act. If, if he wins it at Saudi Arabia, yeah. which is in early November, right. I think it's like November fourth or right. something. Yep. From then until April, just garner up six months of be there every other week. Right. Yeah, for sure. And you know what's the best part is? You're going to see that U.S. Town every impulsive on YouTube now. Yeah. Right? It's going to be firmly positioned yeah. with that WWE logo. Like, it's that's the kind of shit, right, where it's like it's going to get – and maybe maybe it's only a month, right? I, I would be fine with it if he held it maybe. Maybe he drops it two At weeks the later. or something. Who cares, right? Yeah. But the point is, is that when you have that and you have somebody as big as he is – and here's the other point, too, I think people continue to forget. He's good. Yeah, he is he's good. good. Yeah, this isn't this isn't Bad Bunny where you got to piece this shit together. This is he's good. He's yeah. a good athlete. He's in the prime of his life athletically. It is. I've 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 seen worse ideas. Let's yeah. put it that way. No, okay? and like, like I said, I love every idea of it. Just yeah. the idea of I just yeah. hope he's there every other see, week. Yes, or yes. he just defends it. Right. If he, if he does an open challenge yeah. at every pay per view, don't give a shit. If yep. he just comes out at and the just pay-per-view, beats all these baby faces yeah. and then escapes and then fine. escapes, I don't care. I just want him to be. At, I don't want him to be there at Survivor Series, the Rumble, and Mania, right. and that's it. Right. With the U.S. title, because then I'm like, okay, well, you could give it to like anybody, thirty five other people, right. and they'll at least defend it every mm-hmm. other week. Or every month or something. That's the only thing I hope that happens. If he wins it and just does that as the bare minimum, I'm happy. 100%. Makes that title mean a lot more, is a lot more important all of a sudden because people are going to go, oh, Logan Paul is the WWS champion. I'm going to watch him. 
the next mm-hmm. time he defends the title. Exactly. It's going to be yeah. huge. Uh, yeah, they so do smart. They do need one defense on, like, a TV, though. Yeah, they Because do. they'll pop yeah. that number huge oh, if God, it's Logan yeah. Paul yeah, in the main event. event. Oh, yeah, it's just a rematch, right? Okay, he wins it at, at Saudi Arabia. Okay, two weeks later, hey, Rey Mysterio versus Logan, Logan Paul on a SmackDown, yeah. Let because him go you, 20 minutes. Because not everyone's going to get Peacock to watch these pay-per-views to watch no, him lose. No. But if you're going to be like, oh, yeah, he's going to be on SmackDown on a Friday night. Yep, primetime television. Primetime television yep. for, for anybody. yeah. So going back to the six man though, waste of time. Um, yeah, that's why we talked about everything else yeah. other than did six did man. did not like the fact that the Street Profits and Bobby lost. I thought you were trying to establish them. Mm-hmm. Easily could have just beat had Santos a win here. or something. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, next up here we had the women's three way, which really felt like the Charlotte three way because mm-hmm. she was in this match. I feel like the entire time, but maybe that's just me. Uh, Io Sky uh, defend her title against Oscar and Charlotte Flair. Io mm-hmm. Sky takes the win. Um, I felt like this was one of those triple threats where like Charlotte was in it and she would throw Oscar out yeah. and do a one on one with Eo and then throw Eo out and then Oscar <laughs> would do a little one on one. I was like, I was like, you do like what is happening? Yeah. It didn't really and then feel the like best it. part of the match is when Eo and Oscar, Oscar had it. yeah, and then they threw Charlotte <laughs> out and then the, their one on one was awesome, like six yeah. minutes. Yeah, and yeah, so thought the finish was good here. Didn't have any issue with it. Thought Eo should have retained. Uh, this is triple threats are hard. I feel like, in, especially in the women's division, where you, it's it's limited, I guess, mm-hmm. is the best way you can say that. I, I think it was a solid win for her to kind of establish, like, hey, she's not a transitional champion. So mm-hmm. now if she loses it next month, no one's going to be like, well, what the hell? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, she's got a couple defenses now. You can kind of go wherever you want with it. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Or just cool. have Jade Cargill beat her. I will tell you this, though. Going back to SmackDown, because the SmackDown was... Everyone's talking about NXT. SmackDown was way more loaded than NXT was um, for the simple <laughs> fact that, like, you had Jade and... Charlotte go face to face, and that stared on. I went, "Oh, that's money!" Like yeah. you could feel it in the like the moment they both. You could went feel out the there, printing money. Where you're like, I was like, "Oh my!" Because everyone went, "Oh shit!" Because it's another Charlotte. It's what she is, right? Yeah. She's an athletic freak, right? You know, mm-hmm. and you're just like, "Oh damn!" Like, yeah, that's. I, I don't know if that they, match is going to be any good, but it's, it's going to be it's going to be money. I was just say they're going to have to train her like shit because well, you, you, that's why it. you go to the performance center and Charlotte just walks her through. The, that's why yeah. Charlotte's best in the world. So it's like you just walk her through it and you go, okay, this is what we're going to do, and she's yeah. going to make her look like a million bucks. But that match, that's that's a WrestleMania main event. Mm-hmm. I, as people don't as, let me put it this way: when Charlotte wins the title at some point before Mania, <laughs> and it's just her and Jade, you're going to bitch. Mm-hmm. But until they tear the house down, you go, all right, fair, yeah. I, I won't bitch. It's gonna happen. But yes, yeah. I, I do. I, I do understand <laughs> that. Was man. that was another one where I go, man, this mania may could be like really fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, this mania. I think this mania is it's gonna, gonna be, be really, really fucking good. good. Yeah. Um. Then our cool main event here, we had LA Knight team with this one guy. I don't yeah. know if you've heard of him. Um. I believe it's the Goat. The Goat. Yeah. The Goat. The Goat. Uh, John Cena. Ah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Juan he's, Cena. He's, he's a little. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of balding, but you know it's fine. He, he, um, he keeps pushing that hair back. At some point, the hair is going to travel back to that bald spot. Uh, pushing it back hard get there eventually. Yeah, uh, taking on the bloodline, mm-hmm. Jimmy Uso. Yep, because he's back, back in the bloodline after yeah. getting his ass kicked. Yeah, and Sola Sokoa. Yeet. Yeet. Um, Maga ripoff. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> So and this annoying. this match was fine. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, fine. It was literally like the most it was fine match. Ever. L.A. Knight getting a win. Yeah. That's all it was. <laughs> Glad they did it. Cena took a bun- bunch of the punishment. Um, Cena acknowledging right, but then L.A. Knight kind of flipping it on John and giving him the nod. Uh-huh. Oh, it's such good babyface building 
And then you set it up on Friday, right, where LA Knight comes out, then gets a big win over Solo because Solo's only good to beat lose to the guy that's going to wind up facing Roman. It's unbelievable. But no, Solo's going to be the guy to beat Roman, guys. Don't worry. It is okay. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think Solo's actually won a singles match. I'm, I'm, I can't imagine I, I, he has. It's terrible. Awful. Just awful. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if anybody was concerned about LA Knight's push, he was in there with the world champion and John Cena, and everyone was screaming his name. Yeah. Sorry. Like, that's just... It, he's not going to win the title, obviously, whenever they decide to do this match, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be in there. He's, Roman's going to cheat to win. You're going to keep yeah. him strong. He's going to be a Rumble favorite. He's going to have a big match at WrestleMania. All those things are coming for LA Knight. Yeah. I will say Cena's so unironically funny, though, because God, on, he's awesome. on Friday he was standing in the corner when LA Knight was talking, yeah. and Jimmy came into a tech, and instead of doing anything, he went, LA Knight, look out. <laughs> And then, and then LA Knight threw him out and then started beating up, I think, like Solo or something. And Cena just stood in the corner the whole time. She was like, I don't know if you heard the entrance. I'm the greatest of all time. I I don't don't, do this. I don't do this shit. You're lucky to have me, all right? As I said at my press conference, as soon as television is back to being made, I will be gone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, uh, he's like, when is this, when is this actor strike done? Yeah, exactly. I really want to be the peacemaker again. Someone else can take my stunts for me. Tired of taking bat bunks. He he took a ton of punishment. <laughs> he in that did match take a too. lot of punishment, which was I was fun. like, geez. But man, that was so he goes, Ellie Knight, watch out. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh good good job, Cena. That's fantastic. Or like when um Ellie Knight had a pin and he was trying to like stop Solo from coming in, and he just stood there and then Solo just slid right in and broke up the pin. And yeah. I went, Cena, he's over there. Well, he's got he's gotta get back into rhythm. <laughs> okay. It's so funny. It's not like riding a bike, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> My bad. Jeez. What, what do I know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so our main event here happened. Let me tell you. Yep. Uh, we had our WWE World Heavyweight title last man standing match, which apparently on commentary they said this is Seth Rollins' first ever last man standing match. And I, like, repertoire had to go, I guess so. Yeah, it must be. But I can't. I don't believe it. Yeah, I know. Because Maybe he's been WWE. here forever. Yeah. And he's never had a last man standing match. I'm but, glad they don't have many of these. But that's... Yeah. Kind of also thought was I was like I, listen, I think of like one or two a year maybe I think of so. the bad one between AJ and Shinsuke and I go this is why we don't that do and then there's like the Rome with AJ and like Roman and oh, those are yeah. the two I can think of in the last we like, were 10 Roman years. and Brock where he had to pin oh, 135 million yeah. pounds rubble okay I will say this I thought this match was really good mm-hmm. I thought there was good physicality I thought Shinsuke's never looked better um, the violent side of it right I thought they did a nice job I thought Shinsuke had it. When they dropped Seth off the ladder into the table, I went, Shinsuke's got it. Like, mm. he did it. He won. The mist, it all set up perfectly, and then he got up, and I went, uh, this isn't going to end well for Rob today, I don't think. You know what I mean? It did and not then, end well. So the Rob. problem is with Last Man Standing matches is there's nothing you can do that makes you feel like, oh, my gosh, and then you're so entertained for 10 seconds that you don't realize that they just won. Mm. That's the problem with the Last Man Standing yeah. match. 98% of this was really good. I still think you could have gone Shinsuke here and got another month or two out of this feud. But maybe that's just me hoping Shinsuke got a run with the title. It just feels like one of those situations where it was set up perfectly for Seth to lose it and then have a triumphant comeback yeah. and just win it. I still I'm still banking on the idea of him and Gunther just Gunther's just gonna yeah, kill who's, him. Who stepped up against Seth on Monday? Didn't somebody step up in getting his getting his um, grill? No? Uh, I'm trying to remember. So. I thought somebody stepped up and was like, oh, okay, that's the new challenger for the world title. Like, I'm like, 
Uh, I'm going to look. I'm going to have to Google this up right now because yeah. I thought for sure it was like, okay, they're going this way. New challenge. Oh, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, at yeah. Crown Jewel. That's yeah, right. So yeah, so that's what's going to happen next. So, like, oh, like, I get that, right? Like, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, but, like, that to me, I feel like you could have, once again, right? Like, I, I don't know. I, I just... Seth's run is feeling a little like FTR's tag title run where mm-hmm. there's some good highlights in there, but it's nothing memorable and we're just waiting for the real thing to happen, right? That's where I'm at a little bit with this run. Seth yeah. was so hot. I feel like when he got the title, I was like, yes, he deserves to be world champion. Okay, now what? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's where I kind of feel. That's, that's what I felt when he won the title yeah, yeah, yeah. was after that f- second yeah. or third match yeah. with AJ and everyone was like, isn't his run all-? I was like, he's had like two fine matches. Yeah. I need a little more yeah. out of this. Yeah. And we've never gotten that anymore. And I think since. both matches against Shinsuke, about 98% of them have been really good. And yeah. then the last 2% happens and the finish happens. And I go, I didn't like either one of those finishes. Yep. Um, and it kind of dampens it a little bit. I do think Shinsuke looks great. I'm very fascinated with this whole thing. Him and just kicking Ricochet's head off. That's fun. Um, yeah, hit him with the GTS. I yeah. know. Uh-huh. Well, then Punk's not coming back, though. Don't you Don't you yeah. start putting that in the world. Um, can't wait for him to see him in three months. But anyway. Uh, three months? You mean like yeah. a month in a week? <laughs> Good Lord. If they've, if they've actually got everybody fooled and they're like, oh, he's not coming. That'd be really funny, dude. That'd be crazy. Um, I can't imagine. Yeah, I, can't imagine. I just, I just feel like I need something. Maybe that is. Maybe we're just like um, I, you've brainwashed me enough to be like, okay, I'm just waiting for Gunther to figure out how to drop the U uh, the Intercontinental title. Yeah, that's the hard which, part. Because it's like, oh, freaking Bronson Reed won that triple threat on Raw, and I was like, well, that's anticlimactic as hell. Like, mm-hmm. if, I, if Gable would have won, I would have went, oh, so they're gonna go to Gable, but he didn't. So I'm like, or not. Or not. Okay. I, know, I really cool. thought Gabe was going to win. Yeah. That so one. I was like, like, oh, we got that one last shot. Yeah. I'm trying to figure train. out who you can build. Maybe it's Jay. Maybe they draft the tag titles. I think Jay Uso is the only guy I think they could do it with at this Probably. point that Probably. has enough pedigree. He was a main event guy where you wouldn't see this massive drop off. That's an issue I have with Gable is I feel like the same thing with Bronson Reed or a champ or any of these guys. I feel like if you beat Gunther, mm-hmm. you have to be like somebody they have like legit plans for. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I especially if he's going to go and win the world title. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Gable can have the match quality. I just worry about the booking from Correct. inside WWE Correct. to not book him strong. But that's also my fear with like everyone. And literally, you can name just about anybody, yeah. and I have that exact same fear outside of maybe like mm-hmm. Cody beating him, yeah, or Drew McIntyre beating don't, him. Don't but you put that in the world. He's going to have all the belts, Mike. Right? He's just going to walk <laughs> in. He goes, "I won the tag titles. I won the Intercontinental." I won the Elimination Chamber, even though I won the Royal Rumble back-to-back years, just because I wanted to do it. That'd be cool. I don't know. Could you imagine? <laughs> he wins everything. He goes, maybe Whoa. Brock comes in and beats Gunther in like six seconds. I don't think anyone would be happy with that. <laughs> I can't even... I can't even, to get a rise out of you. I can't even fathom a person that would be interested in that. The Intercontinental title would be weirdly important again for like even more, I think, in some capacities. Like maybe. Brock Lesnar, the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, he's going to hold it for 12, like seven years. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, I think if, at, at that point, you might as well just have Lesnar come in and kill Rollins yeah, win the world yeah. title. Just... No thanks. I'm good. <laughs> Hard pass. Um, yeah. Overall, I thought the show was solid. Uh, nothing super memorable, um, but I don't think either was like, I didn't feel like I got cheated out of two and a half hours, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those where I, I don't think there's a single match I'd go back and watch. No. And I don't think going in. Good moments, I, good some, I, I wouldn't some have turns. paid money to watch this show mm. any more than yeah. like having Peacock to do. Yeah. But Agreed. it wasn't like bad for no. a cheap show. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was a, it was a loaded 
television show. So I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's just focus a little bit here. We've got a uh, we got AEW versus NXT. The war to settle the score, <laughs> not even a little bit, but it happened on Tuesday night. Yeah. A one week war. With the loser is just the gonna, loser is, is the worst company in the history of professional wrestling, and, and they're a bunch of and they're gonna spot go monkeys. out of business in the next yep. year. And, and the winner is already going to be the king of television, even though both shows don't do any numbers compared to Raw and SmackDown, and it's not close. Yes. But it's fine. So in the ratings war, if we're going to call it that, NXT getting the W here. Uh, overall viewership, they won by, I think, 300,000. Mm-hmm. In the demo, they won by like a point, .4. .04. .04, right? I think it was like a .30 to like a .26. Yeah. Uh, in the demographic of 18 to 49, for those of you who care. So I know some WWE, or some AEW like loyalists were like, okay, well, let's see the demo. And then they lost in the demo too and they went okay maybe let's not see the demo you know so it's like all right well you know it's really funny you know i don't want to go back and forth with both shows because that's that's we don't got that kind of time however i do find it fascinating this this like one week thing where it's like okay wwe is going to throw everything at the wall that they can aw is like okay well we're going to have title change bonanza over here and we're going to have multiple title changes that Mm -hmm. nobody seems to really give a shit about um i will say this as much as loaded as, as like main roster stars NXT did, I didn't think this was like a great episode of NXT. I, I didn't. Like there was a couple of, I thought Braun and uh and, uh and Carmella was a good match, and I thought Ilya Dragonoff and uh, Dominic Mysterio, who every single day I am becoming more and more of a fan of, was a really good match. Outside of that, couldn't care less about anything that really happened on the show because nothing actually happened on the show. Mm-hmm. And then on Dynamite. I thought, okay, Swerve and Brian, really, really good. I liked the Christian Cage opener thing. I thought that was interesting. So funny. Um, I thought Edge and Luchasaurus was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think there was another real, really great match on this show. And I honestly thought, I think where a lot of people turned the channel, especially like if you were like kind of going back and forth and stayed somewhere, I think MJF's segment, and it's not MJF's fault, was a terrible segment. I thought it was the worst segment on the show, honestly, mm. because you're trying to get build Jay White, and I understand that. Then why the hell is Juice Robinson talking for 45 minutes? Yeah, hated it, absolutely. Hated it. it was the worst segment MJF's been on in like three years. Yeah, like no, legitimate, and nothing. Did, and it wasn't his fault at all. But no. I was just saying, terrible. Yeah, and this is my problem, which is why I'm worried about this world title match. Yeah, because I think the match will be. Good. Yeah, I think it will be too. You can't have Jay White and MJF in a match and be yeah, bad. Like right. the match quality be bad. Correct. This build is not going to do it. No, it's terrible. There's it's there's awful. no reason for them to do anything. Like we stole the belt. Okay. Congrats. Sure. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. Like whatever. I, I'm I'm cool with Juice like doing their whole like battle royal. Ta- yeah, I'm going to take the ring. ring I'm going to take everything away from you. Thing. Sure. I don't think he really anti-Semitic comments. I was like those. That that deep. one got a little rough. Yeah. But I was like yikes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, because it was like, and I didn't, I didn't really understand the thing until I read it about mm-hmm. it afterwards, and I went, okay, you know. So it's kind of like if you know, you know. But then I was also like, why, why even go that route with it? You yeah, know what I, mean? I, I thought on like a surface level, yeah, I was like, that's a nice callback to a previous story, yeah, right? Until like it's like deeper meanings. I go, oh, <laughs> then it's rough. Yeah, then it's like because awkward. I was like, oh, well, because I was like, you're you're making the idea of like. He was bullied in school, yeah. and he got quarters thrown at him. So right. I'm gonna throw quarters at you. Right. And I went, okay, that's like callback to a different story. Right. If you're watching, mm-hmm. you'll understand. But then it got really 
rough yeah, like really exactly, quickly yeah. and i was like this is not as good as it should be anymore no um it was not i thought jay's promo was he was gassed on the match too which mm-hmm. didn't help so he's just like you know doing whatever um i thought his match was fine too i guess um yeah but the only thing i the only thing i'm intrigued about in the storyline which has nothing to do with bull cup gold yeah. is every time mgf calls adam cole and he just happens to be busy and that's the it's, thing. it's the only yeah. interesting right. thing that's right. happening in exactly. the storyline yes and it has nothing to do you could have no. put a ham sandwich against mjf yep. and they'd be doing the exact same thing and that's why i don't love the fact that it's jay white because i don't feel like jay white outside of one five-star tag match has done anything since coming to AEW, which mm-hmm. was my concern which I thought he should have gone to WWE, where he could be doing nothing there, probably, but still. Um, <laughs> At least he can talk in WWE. Exactly. Not a lot of guys can no talk shit. in WWE right Yeah, now. no kidding. Um, yeah, like, I, here's the thing. I know everyone's going to make a big deal about the ratings, whatever, right? And Tony Khan's losing his mind. He got Shawn Michaels to tweet back, which I thought Crazy. was... I was like, oh, boy. I'm like, we're getting Shawn to chime back now? This is a whole thing. Long story short of it is, though... Both shows were just fine. They were okay. Like, I, I wouldn't... I'm not going to go back and watch either one of them. I knew WWE was going to win. They're the stronghold. They're the legacy brand. And when you say, hey, John Cena's going to be on the show. Cody Rhodes is going to be on the show. He's Undertaker. he's Undertaker. So you're just... If you just sat there and you're like, I'm waiting for Undertaker. And you go, okay. And you had enough good, solid matches that you kind of made... like. To, to say on either side, oh, this is going to be a revolutionary show, you both lied to us. Mm-hmm. Tony Khan lied to us, and Shawn Michaels lied to us, 100%, because nothing changed. Yeah, I, I would say to defend the AEW side slightly, yeah. I think they went with what they were going to do on a normal weekly TV show. Yeah. I don't think they went... Well, they did load it, because they knew they, they were going to Tuesday. They loaded it a little more than yeah. normal, yeah. but with I don't the think title they, didn't, they didn't go at, like, they didn't do like, okay, we're going to put like Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay on this match. Yeah. Make sure you watch this show. Right. Like, they didn't put anything super crazy that was like... Mm. Mm-hmm. out of the ordinary. Like, it felt like a dynamite. This NXT show did not feel like an NXT show. No. No. Because I, all the I, talent... I felt, it felt slow. It felt, it felt slow. like we got to fit all these people in here. Yeah, it felt, or it, it felt like not enough segments had chance to breathe because it was like, we need Cody to announce yep. 35 Everything. different things. LA Knight's a special guest referee in a match. Sure. Which, is, which yeah. he has no feud in at yeah. all with either guy, really. Right. And then, because he's not even in the Judgment yeah. Day storyline, <laughs> and he was just kind of there. Yep, and it's there. like, you know what? We're going to have Carmelo, or we're going to have seen in Carmelo Hayes' corner yep. and Paul Heyman in Braun Breaker's corner. Why? Because he said Ruthless Aggression like four years ago, right. and Cena said that. Yeah. So yeah, he called exactly. him up, and I went, okay. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, would, it's most a- of it just was like, I don't understand why anyone's doing anything outside of, hey, Sean, you can have Cena. What do you want him to do? Right. Hey, yeah. Cody, he's not Cody wrestling, can, though. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he can't wrestle, but he can be on the show. What do you want him to do? Yeah. He could just stand in his corner. I just, yeah, it just, I feel like the whole thing is being way overblown. Like, I don't know how you watched it. I flipped back and forth the whole night. So. I'm sure you watch both on DVR and fast forward, but uh, well, no, I just watch both live. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you've got two TVs. I forgot. <laughs> but like, so I was flipping back and forth, yeah. right? I was like, okay, one segment. I was like, okay, I this is I based on what's currently going on. I'd rather watch this segment than watch what's on the other channel, right? Yeah. And vice versa. That's kind of how I operated with it, right? Um, I I'm not gonna go back ever at any point in time and be like, remember that NXT show with John Cena and the Undertaker? I go, it's never gonna happen. Yeah. In fairness to me, I um. 
I would I I usually have one on mute and the other one with sound. Yeah. And the only time I had NXT on sound was when anyone was talking. Yeah. So like I would have like Cody was announcing right. stuff. I was like maybe he's gonna announce something cool. So right. I'll I'll listen to what he's talking about. Right. But for the most part, I was like watching AEW because yeah. I thought their matches would be better. Yeah. I didn't. I I, I kind of was like okay like. Soraya and, and Sheeta was fine, right? Orange Cassidy winning the title. I was like, sure, yeah. whatever. This title feels snake bit. I, um, I did. I will say I will reconcile. I was very upset when it originally happened. Yeah. I'll reconcile. I'll, I'll subtract my anger like one point because mm-hmm. I do like the idea when he won the title that like he walked past like all his friends. It felt very – someone mentioned on Twitter it felt like – Lord of the Rings when like Golem like wants mm-hmm. the ring and yeah. he finally gets it and that's the only thing he's thinking about. Yeah. Like when he won the title and he was walking by the best friends and everything, just looking at the title mm-hmm. and he went, Oh shit, I have friends. Yeah. Like I was like, I think that could be something really interesting to look at. Yeah. Other than that, there wasn't really it much. It very anything. much just feels like Moxley was supposed to win the title and yeah. he's not available, so we gotta pivot. I feel like if you were going to do it in that situation and, and then we'll move on. I feel like just in those not to, not only that Okay, fine. You want to get the title off Ray Phoenix because he's got visa issues, right? Like stuff you have, you cannot control as a Booker and Tony mm-hmm. Khan, right? Out of your control in this situation. Maybe this would have been a better time to allow somebody that you're trying to get over mm-hmm. get a win. Even okay, let's just assume Moxley's the end goal is to get it back to Moxley once he's cleared, right? Maybe have the opportunity to give that to somebody who, you know, maybe uh, Ricky Stark's a bad example, but somebody in that stratosphere of guy where you go, hey. Maybe he pulls off an upset against Ray Phoenix. Now it's like back-to-back title change. You're like, where the fuck did that come from? Mm-hmm. Rather than pivoting back to Orange when it kind of diminishes that moment that you had yeah. at All Out, right? That's my only, I guess, critique of it. No, I have no issue with, with him winning it. I just, you you did such a great job with that title run, and then, okay, he lost it in like a you're going to have to kill me type mode. Just for him to win it back a month later, you're like, no, I agree with that. Yeah. Literally, the only silver lining I found out of it was yeah. like he might get like a decent character change. Yeah. Now Which that like he really he's yeah. really gonna do anything it takes, and maybe he doesn't defend it every week because mm-hmm. he's like I don't want to kill myself like I did on my last run. Yeah. So I'm gonna defend it once a month. Orange Cassidy heel turn. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I wonder how that. Oh, maybe yeah. it's the other way. Maybe it's like the Jeff Hardy thing, right? Well, I killed myself for you guys every single week and wanted to get me. It lost me the title. Yeah. So I'm so going to do things my way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to defend this title once a month yeah. and it's going to be a banger match every single time. What I'm contractually obligated to do and nothing more. Yeah. Right. And he's like, and you don't care. I still don't care. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and I think, I think that will be interesting to see happen, but sure. I also agree with you where I think yeah. the all out thing is like kind of stupid after yeah. a month. He right. right and, but like I said, I understand Moxie getting hurt. Not part of the plan. Obviously Ray yeah. Phoenix should have never been champion. I, I get all of that, you know, just some things to think about. All right, let's just focus. Let's jump on to the ice. The Detroit Red Wings are back. Ladies and gentlemen, they're they are. back. Um, they play games now. And they the games, games are meaningful. Matter. Yeah, the games matter. Uh, they're one and one through two as of this recording. I think you guys will see one on Monday. So the yes. next day they play, I think they're playing, I don't know who. I want to say Ottawa, but I think maybe Columbus, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, long story short, they're one and one. Uh, lose against New Jersey. Get the home opener win against Tampa, six to four. Um, uh, 
you know, the real question I want to ask you, Mike, right? I mean, they went on just a flurry of signings, right? You know, JT Comfer, Sprong, Gustenberry, uh, who else did they bring in? Uh, Hall. Like, there's just so many guys that they brought in. Not to mention the biggest acquisition, obviously, by far, Alex Debrinkit. Mm-hmm. He's here, two goals in three games, uh, three goals in two games, which is really nice to see. Uh, Larkin already racking up them assists. It's the first time we've seen Larkin with another line mate where you go, oh, shit, you know, like has that ability to score. And the fact that you're seeing that, Lucas Raymond got in on the fun yesterday. Um, JT Comfort got his first goal yesterday as a Detroit Red Wing. A lot of good stuff came out of that win against Tampa for sure. For you, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, Mike, is going into the season, a lot of national writers do not have the Red Wings making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I am not one of those national writers. And I do think that the Wings have a strong enough roster to make the playoffs. Whether that means they get killed in four games, whatever. I do think, though, you brought in enough veteran guys. I mean, you've brought in so many new dudes, right? And with that top line of Raymond, Debrinkit, Larkin, I think follow it up with a line of, you know, like the David Perrons of the world and those kind of guys. I think you've got a solid enough roster to be in the top half of the league. And I know that's like, that's the bar we're talking about. Half of the NHL makes the playoffs every year. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if they don't, I think it's start, it's going to be finally time to be like, so where are we going here? Yeah. Right. As compared to, okay, they made the playoffs. The Brinkett's here. Larkin's having another great season. We've got them locked up for the next four seasons. Like this is a time where we can really start to see some headway being made. That's where I'm at with it. Are you maybe looking at it a little bit because you don't follow them as closely? Is that, is that your expectation as well? Are you kind of more of like the, well, I mean, a lot of new dudes, right, mm-hmm. whatever. But because it feels locally like the expectation is to make playoffs. Nationally, everyone's like, yeah, they made some moves, but no. And I don't understand why. Maybe it's I don't have enough grasp of everybody else's roster, but... I mean, I think that is probably part of it. Yeah. I think when you're the, the national, because we see in the NFL and the NBA all the time, oh, yeah. leagues I follow more closely, yeah, yeah. where there are teams where they're like, there's no way this team's going to make it. And I go, roster-wise, right. I don't see why not. Right. But like, yeah, yeah. you're not in the Yeah, you're not in those local operations. markets every day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you don't you don't get the insight every single day and watch yeah. every single game. Um, I, think, I think this should be the time where you're at least – in the playoffs. Yeah. I think, I think we are good that, I mean, Eiserman's in, this is what year five. Yeah. Something four like or five, something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. I mean, I think by now the expectation should be at, at least making the low eight, like seven, eight. Seats, yes. I'm right? saying. Just like make, it. just be competitive. Right. Last year, they I mean, were we in look it. at, and I, I mean, if you compare it to the same kind of wavelength where you compare the lions were at, yeah. like you were looking at like, okay, the Lions were nine and eight and missed the playoffs by like half of a game because you lost right. a tiebreaker to Seattle. Right. right. You were like that close to making it. The, the Red Wings, we were looking in like February and March yeah. and we're like, there was like a three game stretch yep. where they were like, if we win these games, yeah, we're well, probably we're gonna probably going to make it. Gonna make it. And, they lost and if them. they lost, if we lose them, we're going to sell a few pieces and kind of yeah. 
end the season that's there. Exactly what happened. And that's exactly what happened. They lost those three or four games. Back to backs to Ottawa was the exact yeah, moment. That was in the, the season. exact moment. Yeah, I remember and, very vividly because we talked about it the yep. week before. Yep. We were like, we win these games. Yep. We're they were going in. On the they run. were technically in the playoffs at that point if the season ended, and then they lost those. And then Iserman went, nope, not ready. And so then we kind of fell apart. Yep. yep. And so I think this year you're going to be at that grace mm-hmm. period in like February where it's like we need to win these three, four games, yep. and we're in it. And I think this year you should be that team with the acquisitions that you got to get over that hump to then win those games Mm -hmm. and at least make a seven seed. Like, I don't, I'm not, I I like the lion season. I'm not asking to be like, Oh, get into the, you know, conference finals and be a couple of games away from the Stanley cup. Like, I think our, if, if our expectations are make the playoffs and don't get your ass kicked in the first round, that's I not agree. a super no. high bar to hit. It's the same bar we asked for the Lions, yeah. and now the expectations are changing a little bit yep. because they look so good. It's one of those things where it's like, I just agree. make the playoffs, losing five or six, Yeah, I'm not going to get angry. Nope. I agree. I agree with you a thousand percent for sure. That's where I'm at. I'm like, listen, 50% of the league makes playoffs. Just be one of the can 50%. You, can, can you be just a top 16 team in the league, please? Yeah. That's all I'm asking. Can That's we it. just do that? That'd be great. Um, outside of, you know, Injuries exploding everybody. You know. Yeah. I mean? No. If they, um, if they lose like Larkin or something, yeah, then obviously. Like, okay. But it's the same thing if you lose yeah. like golf or so. It's like I'm not going to expect you to Agreed. do something. But like yeah. relatively healthy for the majority of the season, just be a seven eight seed. Nope. I agree. Thousand percent. All right. Last topic of the day. Just want to hit on. There's not a lot to go on the Red Rings. I kind of want to see how it goes. If they start out, you know, ten and two. Okay, maybe we have something to talk about. But mm-hmm. I mean, we're two games in. Uh, I do want to talk some college football though quickly to end today's show. Mm. Um, I want to hit on Michigan and Michigan State and then kind of get your rankings, Mike, um, and some logic behind your top four teams. I think we're in lockstep with who are probably our top four teams are. Pretty much. Um, but let's quickly hit on Michigan State. And the question is simple. Is at this point in time, is this the low point as a Michigan State fan blowing an 18-point lead to Rutgers in the fourth quarter? Is this like is this the lowest point you can imagine, or is there something worse in your time in your life that you can remember as a football fan? Well, you know, so this is the worst. so last year, yeah, I thought they I thought it was pretty rough when they blew that like twenty eight point lead to Illinois. Yeah, yep, I remember that. Um, it was something like 25, yeah. 28 points or something to Illinois. Yeah. Um, I think to me that is probably the worst point because last year people thought they would be good. Yeah. Yeah, this year and they fell apart because of the situation you're at, where you had to fire your head coach and everything. Yeah. I think you're just kind. Of, I I think these games from game three from Washington mm-hmm. all the way to the end of the year kind of just don't count. Mm-hmm. Like either if you blow, even if you blow a thirty point lead in one game, I go. You're just bad. You're just bad. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I think the last year one sucks more yeah. because you were like, two, you were like two and three yeah. or something or two and four, and you're like okay. Illinois is a game we should win, and maybe we get a little bit of momentum, and then you blow that big lead. It was like, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is just like games three through 12 here. I'm just like, yeah. you're looking for a new coach. You don't know how many of these players are going to be on this team next year. I don't they know might all want to take this job. Exactly. It's, it's a rough job. And then with the influx of USC, Oregon, and Washington coming in, now they're all going to lose other quarterbacks yeah. pretty much, but it's just the influx better programs. of better programs coming in. And UCLA, who's maintaining their freshman quarterback, right. who doesn't look great, but he's only a freshman, so he's got you know, right. two more years here. Yep. Um, you're looking at, you're kind of in the bottom of the barrel going, we got to find something. Yep. So, I, I mean, you're in the bottom of the barrel in the Big Ten, it feels like. But, like, yeah. in terms of this individual game, I can't say I'm, it's like I'm going to tell Michigan terrible. State fans, just, just, just tune out the rest of the year. There's nothing good coming. 
there's nothing no. good on the horizon. I mean, you have to look. They haven't played Ohio State, Michigan, or, or Penn, Penn State, State yet. Yeah, exactly. Those are going to get ugly. Sorry. <laughs> Ohio State will be ugly. Yeah. Michigan should be ugly, and yeah. Penn State will probably also be pretty ugly. Yeah. Penn um, State might be out, depending on how these right, games go. Right. Might not be in it, so it might not be as bad. Speaking of Michigan, they get an easy win, 52-7. to I know Michigan fans were freaking out after that first quarter because they couldn't protect J.J., and then J.J. went, calm it down, and then they went right down the field and scored 55 points, and it was They scored much over. on eight consecutive drives yeah. after the first 52 quarter. 52 points unanswered, like, yeah. legitimately. So... They haven't allowed more than seven points against a Big Ten opponent or any other team, for that matter, in seven straight games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're winning by 35 well, plus. Well, well, how many How many did Bowling Green score? Did Bowling Green had more than that? Uh, maybe. I feel like they did, but uh, maybe, maybe maybe they didn't. You might be right. I thought it was seven. What was the stat? It was like they've won by 35. Is it maybe just Big Ten opponents, the last seven Big Ten Oh, games? no, Bowling Green only did score six. Okay, so yeah, you're go. right. So I yeah. feel like Bowling Green scored more because right. the game looked yeah, like Yeah, because they turned shit. the ball over. But it was also times. like seven to six at halftime, so that's probably <laughs> yeah. what it was. Um, you're right. Yeah, so the last seven games, they've only allowed se- or seven yeah. or less points. They've won by 35 or more, I think, in every single game this year, right? Uh, it's 25, 25 or more more. since like 1905 or something ridiculous. Um, but, and and this kind of, at the end of the day, they're on a tear. Yeah, they are. They're 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 playing really good football right now. They're running the ball. Well, they're explosive on offense. They're using JJ's legs more than they, more than they did last year, which is good because Mm -hmm. when we played TCU last year, they kind of were like late to the party and getting him going. Um, kind of segues into this question, Mike, to kind of end today's show. Give me your top four. Is Michigan like I know the rankings are going to be Georgia one, Michigan two. I don't know who goes to three. Ohio State three. Ohio State three, and then probably Florida State State four. Um, Is that how you have it, or would you change it? Um, Who who is right now? Season ended today. Who is your best case scenario for your final four? No, USC is not going to be in it. Get (laughs) fucked. Can't stand you. Well, hey, low key. Guess what? You know what I think? Caleb Williams is going to want to be in the NFL. Telling you that right oh, now. That's a tough one. I'm telling you right now. He can't read. He can't read. Yeah. He can't read defenses. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree, but that's I'm telling you. a hottie dotty take I, right there. The fact that I saw a tweet a couple days ago before that game where he was supposed that some one anonymous NFL executive <laughs> said that Caleb Williams would have been taken over Trevor Lawrence, I went, You're insane. I go, you're absolutely insane. And, that, and I know everyone's like, you guys have a Trevor Lawrence bias. I go, maybe so. I do. But guess what? I do love I'm telling you this right now. Trevor Lawrence, or, and it was Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow. Those yeah. are the two quarterbacks that they named specifically. I went, are you insane? I go, are you really insane? I go, is he Mahomes? The answer is no, he's not. Mm-hmm. So get off of that. The, the, the hard part about the Mahomes one is he wasn't this awesome yeah, in college. Exactly. He was just he just yes. he just isn't a great system. Yeah. The 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 hard Jesus. one was like Joe Burrow. I could have bought into because I was like he was like that one year like yeah. spectacular run. I was like Trevor Lawrence is like the greatest college player I've ever seen. Yeah. So I was Tim like, or Tebow for me. Tebow was awesome. Tebow was awesome. <laughs> but was, like I think he's probably the greatest player I've ever seen. But like Trevor college. Lawrence going twenty nine and zero yeah. in his first twenty nine starts, yeah. only losing to that LSU, LSU team. team. Right. That was ungodly awesome. Is a pretty good stat to have, right? But in um, terms of this year, yeah, give me your top um, four. So, I think it's difficult in terms of who's top four right now and yeah. who I think will end up being the top yeah, four. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, not not who we end up. I want you to get right now based on what you've seen. Who is your top four? Because I think I think right now, yep, I would have Georgia at one because okay. they haven't lost in like seven years. Yep, it feels like. Yep, I would have Michigan at two. Yep. You can't change that, but then it gets. <laughs> That's Mike's reasoning. You can't change it. Well, they haven't. Well, lost like, they haven't lost either. Right. In, yeah. in, in, right. in like two years, it feels like so. Mm-hmm. 
They've lost one regular season game in three seasons. It feels like so I can't like. That's crazy. They they like they went undefeated last year, and the year before that was only Michigan State. Oh so, yeah, that's right. Yeah, good, nice. Yeah, so like in the good regular season, they haven't lost. So I can't. Good yeah, for us. I know. <laughs> the only losses we have are in the playoff in the first yeah. round of the playoffs outside right. of the Michigan State game. So, right. uh, they they'd be number two, and then the hard part about three and four mm-hmm. is. I think three is Florida State. Okay. Because yeah. I think they're battle tested. Yeah. They've, you know, they beat LSU week one. Keon they went Coleman's on the freak. road. Yeah. Keon Coleman's awesome. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Michigan State. He's awesome. <laughs> um, he, um, and then they went on the road to meet Clemson. Yeah. So Clemson's I was like, garbage. They, they're not great, but it's still a big win. Road big Clemson win, win is Listen, a tough. It's one. better Michigan beating Bowling Green. So I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Florida State's probably three. Four is an open window for me. A four for me is Washington. I think it's Washington. I think they're the best offense in the country. Right I now. would also probably. I, agree I, with I just that. think that they're they're so efficient. Penix, I'm, I think Penix is going to make more money now that he stayed. Mm-hmm. Like because he not he would not have been a first round pick. I think Penix is going to want to be in a first round pick. Do absolutely. He's going to be a late first rounder, but he's going to be. A I first was actually. Round pick. You know what the funny part was? I was yeah. uh, so me and me and Kyle were watching his game yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Whale Band. We were watching his game yesterday. Yeah. And I went. Penix is in a great spot mm-hmm. because. Caleb's going to go one mm-hmm. to Chicago or something. Drake May is going to go in like the top five somewhere. And even maybe like a JJ or mm-hmm. Bo Nix If or JJ something. wins the national title, his stock's going to rise Like some of these, some of these guys are going to be first rounds. You know who like Michael Penix is going to go to? Yeah. Like a Dallas. Yeah. No shit. And he's going to have all these weapons, yeah. a great defense, and yep. this arm to whip it around. Mm-hmm. He's going to be awesome. Yeah. Where like Caleb good. Williams might not look so great off the gate because nope. he's going to be playing with like Chicago's offensive line and stuff. Right. He's going to have an awesome offensive line, Tony Pollard at running back, all these receivers and awesome defense. All no. he's going to be as you know he's going to go. Around. You know what he really is going to go into? Hmm. He's going to go to Minnesota. Or yeah, Minnesota with go. Justin Jefferson. Minnesota's going to win just enough games being the middle of the pack. Yeah. And the Cousins is going to be gone and they're going to take him and you've got young receivers. Yeah, but it's like one of those things where I think Penix is going to be really good early because he can throw the ball well, and he's going to be on one of these decent to good teams. Yeah, and he's going to or on a bad team but has a lot of weapons. Yeah, like Minnesota bad team with a lot of weapons, or or Dallas with a good team with good weapons. Oh yeah, and it's just going to make it work. Yeah, Um, I think Washington's four. I I agree. I'm in total lockstep with you for the first three. But Washington, Washington four. I like. I think there's a group of teams like Washington. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I still Penn, think Oregon should be in Penn there. Penn State. Oregon is lower on the tier because they lost, but mm-hmm. the loss didn't look bad at all. They were mm-hmm. awesome in that game. So, <laughs> I, like, they they should be in that discussion. Let me tell you, the Pac-12 will come down to Oregon and Washington yep. in the Pac-12 championship game. Right. And then it's whoever wins Pac-12 that probably. a solid send-off here. Yeah. Pac-12 is getting a solid send-off. Yeah. And honestly, there's a really good chance unless um, – Texas has a crazy end of the year, or Oklahoma stays undefeated. That mm-hmm. packed, like the winner of that Oregon Washington rematch gets into the playoff. Yeah, for sure. So Absolutely. that's yeah. that's not out the table. But I think there's a good. I think Oklahoma's up there in that top eight somewhere. I don't like Oklahoma. Um, Texas is obviously up there in that top eight somewhere. Yeah. Um, I wish Oklahoma would get there, and I hope they're the number three seed for Michigan to kick that ass because Oklahoma's quarterback sucks. Yeah, don't. He's yeah, not good. He's not don't good. Gabriel's not great, but. No. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, there's li- yeah. that's like a short list of like the eight teams <clears throat> I think are all playoff eligible. Yeah. Um yeah. I think Florida State is just gonna walk through there. I think Georgia's gonna walk through there. Mm-hmm. Michigan's got a couple good games to get through before they can like officially mm-hmm. say stamp in there. Yep. And then I think it's probably either Washington or Oregon's the other spot. Yeah, I won't be shocked if Bama beats Georgia this year. Do they play? 
I mean, they won't play until the SEC championship. championship. I think they could just because Bama's so underrated right now, and it Mm. feels like that time where, like, they come in and snipe you, and they give you just enough pause to go, shit, should we put Bama in? You know what I mean? Because they don't. Bama does not look good. They barely escape Arkansas. Yeah, the hard part about Bama, and this is why playing out of market teams early yeah. sucks, yeah. is they they lose to Texas at home. Right. So if Texas doesn't make it, right? How do you how play? the how the hell do you go? Uh, the only way is like I guess they, they beat Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, right. But if it's a competitive game, it's like how do we put in yeah. them and not put Texas in because Texas beat you head to head. Like that's yeah. a that's a tough slope to come through at one point, but. And but then Nick Saban just looks at him and they go, okay, okay, we'll put him in. Jeez, all right, God. He was trying to argue himself when he had no good wins and the only good team. We've only lost by lost. three. I go, yeah, but you keep losing to shit Tennessee and stuff. Like, yeah. I was gross. like, you lost to Tennessee by three and then LSU by three last year, and you're like, but we should be in. I go, yeah, yeah you shouldn't have lost to LSU. LSU was going through a rebuilding year <laughs> as Georgia curb stomped them in the SEC championship I game know. to a point where everybody went, they're dead. It's we like, got it. They're it's like dead. who should be in TCU or us? And I went, well, TCU's undefeated. Yeah. Exactly. It's a tough window to be in. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> All right. That's going to be it for this week's show. Top four guys, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, maybe Ohio State, maybe Penn State, but they both suck. So, you know, go Michigan. It's fine. Um, yeah. They're, both of them are, I mean, Ohio State's the most battle-tested of the three, mm-hmm. but their battle test against Notre Dame doesn't look great when they lose two games afterwards. Yeah, Notre Dame sucks, too. So, I'm not 100. I'm not sold on any of the three yet. Yeah. I, need, I need to see them play each other before. One of them's going to come out. Yep. It's just, You'd uh, hope. You, you, <laughs> if they all one and one each other, yeah. it would just be the ultimate. Well, it doesn't matter because, like, if if Michigan beats Penn and loses to Penn State, but then Penn State loses Ohio State, Michigan beats Ohio State, Michigan's in. Yeah. So. No, my idea was, like, it's like a full triangle yeah. where, like, Michigan beats Penn State. Then Ohio State beats Penn State, and then Michigan beats Ohio State. It's like, all right, they're all one and one together. Yeah, it's like who goes in that? Who knows? Because they're all going to be eight and one in the Big Ten after that. So yeah, it always comes down to that last game, though. It feels like you know what I mean. Yeah, like for Ohio State, Michigan, as long as as long as one of them is undefeated going into that game, mm-hmm. it's kind of like okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think Michigan should beat both of them, but I do too. I do too. But I've Penn State has awesome defense, and Ohio State has pretty good offense. So I've heard, I've heard Penn State had an awesome defense before, and then they put up fifty. So um, that's going to be it for this week's show. James Franklin going to James Franklin. That's all I got to say. <laughs> um, that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of, I'm not even on behalf of. He's not on the show anymore. Screw him. He's on. He's well, on. He's, he's on the he, knockout hour. He's on the knockout hour. He's on the knockout hour. You know what? One of these days, I want you just to power slap his ass. Take another day in a white entity and just slap the shit out of yeah. Kyle sorry, sorry. We don't talk power slap on the UFC pod. Well, maybe you should start. Maybe. Okay? maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have a super heavyweight division now that they're yeah, crowning their I'm, first champion in. Gross. And I said, if those guys are over 300 pounds, we might watch. Gross. So that's going to be it for this week's show. He's the Merkel, Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth Michigan Robin Dagger. We will see you guys, as always, next time. <laughs>